Hi, it's Jamie, Progressive number one, number two employee. Leave a message at the... Hey, Jamie, it's me, Jamie. This is your daily pep talk. I know it's been rough going ever since people found out about your acapella group, Mad Harmony, but you will bounce back. I mean, you're the guy always helping people find coverage options with the Name Your Price tool. It should be you giving me the pep talk. Now get out there, hit that high note, and take Mad Harmony all the way to nationals this year! Sorry, it's pitchy. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Let CareerBuilder help you rehire fast. Post your next job with CareerBuilder and get an application rate that's nearly seven times higher than our competitors. CareerBuilder, we're building for you. Visit hiring.careerbuilder.com forward slash recruit. I'm your co-host, Daniela. Welcome to Making Sense of Success, a podcast dedicated to finding the meaning of success and empowerment. Stay tuned every Saturday for new episodes. You can find us on Instagram at makingsenseofsuccess.pod. Uh, please feel free to email us at makingsenseofsuccess at gmail.com if you'd be interested in sharing your stories of success and empowerment. Well, welcome, Cecile, to uh, Making Sense of Success. Would you like to give a little bio about yourself, your favorite hobbies, your favorite food, your favorite color, etc., just so our listeners can get to know you a little bit better? Absolutely. So, hi, guys. My name is Cecile. I'm so happy to be on today. I, wow, I'm very multifaceted. I have a lot of things that I love doing. Um, most recently, I guess in quarantine, what I, what have I been up to? I um, started a podcast. I had a lot more time on my hands. Um, so I started, well, it's a long story, but at the beginning of quarantine, <laughs> I was um, in Mexico, actually. So that's when I started the podcast. And then when I came back home, I started really clearing out my whole life and, um, you know, selling stuff on Poshmark. So that's another one of my interests. Um, and then I bought a van and I've been fixing it up. Um, so that's my life right now, but in sort of a larger scale, um, I have kind of been an, an, an adventurer my whole life. My mom and I traveled a lot when I was a kid and now I, before quarantine, um, I was traveling almost full time. So I had a remote job and I was, you know, going from country to country, spending a lot of time in Mexico. That's one of my favorite places. Um, I started a YouTube channel when I was 12. So that's sort of been a constant throughout all of this. And, okay, favorite foods. I, I like all foods. I like <laughs> like some really obscure things. Like, I really love goat cheese. It's one of a, Me too, honestly. One. No, that is a good one. <laughs> and smoked salmon like like just a goat my one of my go-tos is like a bagel with cream cheese and smoked salmon oh nice wow it sounds super bougie (laughs) but i like i mean i can't always afford it i don't always you know but that's my if i had to be like a favorite food yeah i also love like pizza i mean yeah honestly who doesn't if you don't like any of them that i'm concerned yeah, right? I know. yeah exactly no i know people that don't like cheese and i'm like i, don't I know really trust you. <laughs> no but i know they're like there's from like the vegan community um there's been a lot of talk i guess from my vegan friends i've noticed they've said that cheese there's like this ingredient in it that makes it like addictive for people it's legit addictive it is yeah 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 so that's like what makes you kind of be like oh wow like cheese i want cheese but i don't know i think i'd like it anyway <laughs> 
don't know. <laughs> You're like, let's be real. I think it's just a personality trait. Really? <laughs> it's true. But yeah, no, no that's yeah, so I've awesome. I've tried to go vegan so many times and... And I think yeah. a lot of people have that same experience where they're like, cheese. No. <laughs> I know. I've, I think vegetarian, I could, like, I've been trying to kind of transition to vegetarian, but I've been real with myself and I've told Sierra, I'm like, I don't think I could do vegan. I think, yeah, I think as long, it depends on what you're going at it for, but for me, the environment is something that's really important. And so in a lot of cases, if you're just cutting down your animal consumption, um, that makes a huge difference. You don't it's have true. to like go cold turkey and never eat it again. I think that that's a huge, almost like trend right now, and it's it, mm-hmm. it's for a good it's for a good um, purpose, a good like you know um, impact. However, I think that if you're just like not eating it on a daily basis, then that also makes a huge impact as well, and doesn't mean you can never eat your favorite foods again. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think what you're saying, like the environmental impact of it, like I think I was watching this documentary and they were saying that about, I guess if you cut all like the red meat that you consume, you're cutting down 70% of like the carbon. Um, I don't know if I'm saying this right, right now, but yeah, like your footprint, really, you're cutting it down by like 70% in terms of your like food consumption, really. And what that's like, how that's affecting the environment. So really, if you just cut out red meat, that's a huge portion. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's all about, like, doing what you can and trying to, you know, in in every aspect, trying to just live your life and still have fun, but also be aware of how what you're doing makes an impact on the world and other people. And there's many, many ways to go around that. Yeah, no, (laughs) definitely. Finding balance. Definitely. And I think, honestly, you've been doing, like, the most. I love it. Like, um... I guess one of the questions I'll start with that we like to ask is what's the best piece of advice you've ever received, like, or given someone throughout, like, your all your life experiences? Well, I've received a lot of advice, and I've oh, given a lot okay. of advice. <laughs> I, like, I, I'm a big advice person. I, I, I'm really bad at having shallow conversations. Mm. Like, I'll just meet random people on the street and be like, so, like, tell me about your childhood. Oh, wow. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> I... It happens a lot, but I took a course when I was 12, 12, 13, um, called the Landmark Forum, and it's pretty much like a self-development course um, and leadership, and uh, I did it for young people, but there's also an adult one, and one of the things they talk about in the course is our language and how it can affect um, the way that we see the world, the way that we see ourselves. And one of the biggest pieces of advice they gave was like, okay, so if you think about it, there's a lot of things in your life that you want to do, but you feel like you can't because of this. So for example, I could say, I really want to travel, but I don't have enough money. Um, And what they suggest is to replace the word, but with, and. So for example, in in that example, it's like, I really want to travel and I don't have enough money. So suddenly it changes from being something that's like, you know, inhibiting you from doing what you want to do to, you know, a possibility and something that could be changed, you know? So replacing the word but with and has made a huge impact in my life and helped me reframe the way I'm thinking about things um, from a space of possibility, I guess. That's like a really unique piece of advice we've actually gotten. I haven't heard that before. 
Really? So thank wow. you. Yeah, no, I'm, <laughs> I'm like, try, I'm like rethinking my entire, <laughs> I'm like, maybe right. we, I was like, yeah, we need to do that. <laughs> That's the way to go. Well, so what are some things that you could replace? Um, I guess, yeah, like the money thing really as well. And like time too. It's like, and that's one thing I've kind of come like to terms with, I think over quarantine, like, and it's this thing we were talking about before you and I, like, why not me? Like putting yourself out of this bubble? Cause a lot of the time you could be like, oh, well I want to start this, but I don't have the time. When in reality, like there are some things, you know, like you choose to put your time towards that aren't nece- like always necessary, right? That you could be allocating to something else. Absolutely. No, I've really been feeling that lately um, because with this van builds, mm-hmm. it's, it's something that I've never approached before. Like I've never really built something myself ever, <laughs> you know? And yeah. so I like, my dad was like, well, so what do you need help with? I'm like, I don't know how to use a drill really. So uh, <laughs> like I need help with everything. Um, but, uh, you know, since it's such a big project, I'm, like, completely retrofitting the inside, like, pulling out everything, building walls, insulating, like, all of it. And so I have just sort of let go of my other responsibilities. So I've reached out to all the people I volunteer with. I'm like, hey, I just, like, can't do it this month. Right, (laughs) yeah. um, You know, just other projects I'm working on. I'm taking a break from the podcast. I haven't been really posting on Instagram or or YouTube. Um, I literally deleted my Instagram app because I was just scrolling instead of working in the van. And it works, trust me. I know. I know. It works. It does work. Yeah. <laughs> I'm only going to re-download it when I'm, like, super inspired to post something specific. But, yeah, so, like, I've had to just let go of what I was doing before. And I've been really surprised by it because I actually feel a lot... M- more connected than mm-hmm. I than I did, you know. So, for example, at the beginning of quarantine, I I I took on all these responsibilities because I was so afraid of not connecting with people, and um, so I wanted to connect virtually, which is great and right. has been great. Um, but now that I've let go of that stuff and I'm not looking at my computer screen as much, I'm actually connecting with my family and my little brothers are coming in and like jumping on top of me and like I have time for that you know I'm not like get out get out I need to record or I you know what I mean so um that's been really awesome to just like consciously be like ah no I'm not doing that this month (laughs) yeah and I think it's really like you know from one month to another things can change but it's having that like self check-in with yourself and being like okay where am I at what do I need to like I don't know feel okay and like comfortable but also be able to like achieve my goals in a way like what do I need to do to be able to get things done that I want to get done and how do I prioritize that in my personal life absolutely and for a lot of my life my goals have been very virtual so if I'm Mm. not working on my computer then I'm not achieving something and this van is very physical like well yeah (laughs) yeah I can imagine and I'm going to Lowe's and I'm buying wood and like, you know, it's just like so real and tangible. I'm physically touching things. I have blisters on my hands right now from like using these pliers too much. Anyways. That's so like, inspiring though, really, truly to hear I, that. Yeah. Well, it's just so funny because I think especially in our generation, like I love the internet. I've always been an internet kid. I think I always will be. Um, but I also think that like, 
it's super empowering to be creating something outside of the internet. And um, so that, I don't know, it's been a really fun experience for me the past few weeks. Yeah, and I think that's not talked about enough, really. Like these, a lot of the time we do, I'm going to link this to success in a way, but like we define a lot of the things that we do now based on um, how it applies, I guess, like online and how you do it online. So whether like you have an online shop, whether you have a YouTube channel, like any content creation really, or even like everything to do with quite a few jobs now has to do like with the internet kind of, right? And our reliance on that. So I guess like in a way, sometimes our success and our productivity can be linked to what, how much we accomplish online, like what you're saying, and how much we're able to get done on the internet that day or whatever. Absolutely. And I think that, yeah, it's just, we, we have the opportunity to reframe that as well, you know? Yeah. (laughs) Like I want to be productive and I don't feel like staring at my computer screen all day. (laughs) It's true. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Like I, I think it's hard because I think in many ways, you know, starting my YouTube channel at age 12, I'm a little bit addicted to achieving virtually and getting more followers. I mean, I hate to say it, but it's true. Yeah. You know, it's a metric of success, getting more views, you know, connecting with more people, creating better content. And it's like, it's really fun if you make it fun, but it can also be really stressful and sort of demeaning for your mental health. Um, (laughs) Like, you know, if you, if you focus only on that, so. Well, absolutely, nice yeah. Balance. And if you're not seeing, like, that growth, right, with all, like, the time you would be, like, putting into a project, right, and you're not seeing um, anything change, it, it can be, like, really daunting and scary in that way because, and yeah, like, kind of a deterrent for your mental health because, you know, you're putting so much time and effort into something and not seeing the result you want. So I definitely think a break and working on something outside of what you can do on a computer is really, it can be really re- rewarding in that way. Right. And I'm physically seeing the change. Yeah, exactly. Like very quickly. You know, I, I take out something or I put something in and it, it looks different. So Yeah. And it's also yeah, in it's, your control, right? It's like, yeah, like you, it's your ability to do that, right? It's no one else like clicking the follow link or whatnot. Absolutely. And I guess based on these experiences and us talking about like success, do you think your like definition of success has changed? And if so, like, what is it? So I was thinking about this question beforehand, and I think that success can be defined in so many different ways. And it really depends on who you're talking to, which I think is a awesome reason to have this podcast. (laughs) Um, But for me, it's, whoa, my voice just cracked. Okay. No worries. <laughs> no worries. <laughs> I'm a teenage boy. Okay. <laughs> For me, it has always been linked to happiness. And one of the biggest things that makes me happy um, personally is freedom. So as long as I can find freedom in as many ways as pos- like possible, so financial freedom, you know, physical like location independence, so I can work from anywhere or you know, make money from anywhere, um, or survive, I guess, um, has been awesome. And then, you know, just physically being able to, um, you know, meet new people, even with the people that I'm spending time with feeling free to be myself and feeling free to express myself. And I really love celebrating. It's a big reason I spend a lot of time in Mexico because, it's a constant celebration, you know, (laughs) they, they celebrate everything. Like even like mother's day is a huge production and, um, you know, a normal Friday night, 
I don't know, people, like, actually dance there, you know? Right, so yeah, I, no, I, just, I get it, yeah, totally. That feeling of being completely unbridled and, um, you know, one of my favorite feelings is, like, when I'm all packed for a trip, I get in the car or I get in the plane and I take off, and it's like, oh, like, okay, what's next? Like, I get to decide what I do now, you know? I have, so, yeah, that feeling of just letting go constantly but also connecting deeper with what's around me um, is sort of my version of success. And I also was thinking about it in a way of like, in many ways, what I'm doing right now could be seen to many people as a failure. You (laughs) think so? I don't know. Right? Sorry, what? Do you think so, really? I don't know. Like, I, I don't know. I find your story so inspiring. But yeah, I guess it like depends who you tell it to, right, as well. Well, so just the example of like moving into my car, (laughs) like, you know, um, not going to college, moving into my car, going to Mexico where the cost of living is cheaper. You know, people could totally see it that way as like, oh, you're homeless now and you didn't go to college. Right. Um, but for me, it's super like, it's super aligned to what I want. And I created it that way because that's the way I wanted it. You know, I want life to be simple and, to be able to sort of survive off of the kindness of strangers and, you know, find my water from like lakes and rivers and like, you know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Sort of go out and, and grab life versus, um, you know, following the natural path that could be laid out for me. Absolutely. And I think like even the experiences you've had, you know, like, those are educational in a way like those do teach you like you do learn things from that you know that you wouldn't really learn necessarily sitting at a desk or in like a classroom setting like that what you're talking about like these celebrations and everything I I get it because my parents happen to be like Chilean so I've spent like some holidays in Chile and it's been super like I don't know relaxing but also like enlightening in that way just because I'm going to say it, but when you, like, Ottawa clubs are not it. <laughs> They're not no. it. Like, the form of dancing and everything, it's it's not there. Like, it's really not. Whereas, like, you go to a Latin American country, like, someone will actually come up to you and ask you to dance. And, like, you're actually dancing, like, to a song. It's not just, like, you're sitting there, like, <laughs> waiting to leave. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I'm not 21 yet here in the States, but I have Oh, that's true. In Canada, <laughs> I went, yeah. I've been clubbing in Montreal uh-huh. and in Sherbrooke. Oh, okay. Interesting place. Yeah. That was really unexpected. <laughs> Actually, the party there was insane, which was the, oh, most, wow. the most, like, you know, interesting part. I don't really drink either. Like, okay. I will have, like, when I'm out, I'll have, like, one shot of mezcal, because that's, mm-hmm. like, the thing in Oaxaca. yeah. Or I'll have, like, maybe, like, one, like, Corona with lime. Like, it's so basic. <laughs> but, like, just to sort of, like, be in a social setting, I guess. But, like, I don't need it. Like, yeah. I don't have it. And I will last until 4 a.m. with everyone else. So I don't know what what's up with me. I think I just really love dancing. But um, I'm definitely not saying I'm out here partying and drinking all the time. <laughs> it's really just me dancing and, and enjoying, you know, the community absolutely and I guess what made you choose Mexico specifically and how was it like working in that environment because you did like talk about how you really like having that freedom to be able to work from wherever you want yeah so Mexico came really naturally I 
actually have some family history there. My okay. family moved from France to Mexico. Um, my great-great-grandmother and grandfather met on the boat. She was going to become a, a nun. Oh, wow. <laughs> and she didn't. She got married instead. And um, they lived in, in Morelia. And um, anyways, so, so I think it's always been in the back of my mind. And we went to Mexico a couple times when I was younger. Um, and then around the age of 16, I switched from you know, normal high school, the online classes. And I was doing them from Mexico with my mom in Playa del Carmen. And I ended up making a lot of friends there. And I was invited back the next year to go and do some video production projects. And long story short, my mom had a friend in Oaxaca. She was going to visit him for a week. She invited me. She was like, you're already in Mexico, like just buy a, a flight. It's like 50 bucks and you could stay in my hotel room with me. And I was like, absolutely, I will. So I did and I kind of never left. Like I made a lot of friends there. I met some backpackers. I traveled to the coast. I traveled down to Chiapas and came back to Oaxaca. I met a boy that always sort of... <laughs> you know, of course. Yeah. Um, so I stayed there with him for a few months that didn't end up working out. However, I did make a lot of friends sort of through him. He was in a band, um, with Leon, who is now my best friend. Um, and anyways, that's a like long story, but I really just fell in love with Oaxaca specifically and also all of Mexico. Um, and found this, uh, real sense of home there, which is really weird. And I never want to be like that white girl. That's just like, Oh my God, I really (laughs) feel at home in Oaxaca. You know, like I, I see myself saying that, but I also like, I really genuinely do feel that way. Like I feel more welcome and connected there than I than I do here in Maine and obviously Maine is awesome and it's just a very different culture and people don't connect as deeply I don't think definitely Um, oh yeah and I like I I totally get what you're saying and everything and also like you have like as you explained like you had like a background there you know like some familial like I guess I yeah like some background there so it totally makes sense that you have like a connection to the place yeah yeah, and I, it's it's interesting. I don't know exactly how it happened. Some of those things are just sort of inexplainable. Like, you just arrive yeah. and you're like, yeah, this is it. And then when it comes to working remotely, um, I originally left Oaxaca um, because I didn't have any money left. And okay. <laughs> I was like, uh-huh. all right, I got to go. I don't, I don't, I can't survive with no money. Um, so I went back home, and at the time I had a gelato shop with my mom and a cafe and that summer we ended up closing um just because I realized like you know she she wanted to hand it over to me more full-time because she was busy with her work she's a real estate agent now and um I decided not to take it on full-on because I wanted to be free and I wanted to travel and at the age of 17 it didn't seem like you know, owning a brick and mortar shop was like the way to go. Right. Um, 
So I ended up working on a farm that summer. That was a weird experience. I started waiting <laughs> tables. I worked for Instacart. I worked for Rover, like walking dogs. Okay. I just like huh. did everything I could do to save money and travel again. And then uh, that December, right before I was headed out to go back. No, where was I going? Oh my goodness. No, so it's I okay. Tried to, I tried to branch out from Mexico. I really did. And I was like, I should travel more. I should find other places. Like Mexico isn't the only place in this world. Um, so I actually bought a ticket to Morocco. Okay. I had had a, mm. I had had a dream while I was in Oaxaca. Sorry. I sound so hippie. This is hilarious. No, it's- I, I had a dream. <laughs> I had a dream literally about Morocco. Like I, I don't know. I don't, I'd never really thought about Morocco before that. And suddenly I was like, all right, I got to go. So I booked a ticket there and, um, the ticket was departing, like, I think right after new year's and in December, my friend who was working for Pana, um, which is a travel corporate travel company. Um, and most of their agents work remotely. And I had always asked her about it. I was like, girl, let me know if they're ever hiring. So she reached out to me and she's like, they're hiring. This is your chance. So I applied uh, on the actual, you know, application. It said must have a bachelor's degree or equivalent. And I was like, LOL, I am not getting this. (laughs) Like not (laughs) happening, but like, whatever. I'll just, I put like three days of work into my application. I, I had to make a video. I had to like, you know, it was, it was an intense application process and I did it all and I got hired. Well, okay, this is actually, it's a longer story than that. I didn't hear back for three months. (laughs) Oh, wow. Which was insane. And so I I was just like, I definitely didn't get get it. That's fine. And then they reached out to me. I had my my interview in Morocco from Riyadh and Marrakesh. And halfway through, I was using the Riyadh manager's like um, LTE. And halfway through it shut off because it had like a 15 minute limit. And I was so embarrassed, um, but I got back on. She was very understanding. I ended up getting hired at the same time I was headed into the Sahara Desert to go ride. Oh, my God. (laughs) That's amazing, though. I mean, it was really insane. And I was so stoked. Like, that was, you know, it was really my dream job, Um, which sounds, like, super simple. But, you know, a job that allows you to travel the world and... um, you know, really work from anywhere. And they were very, like, some remote jobs require you to, you know, have a specific setup, like a a desk, a desktop computer, you know, a stable Wi-Fi connection. They were like, uh, as long as you can connect and work, like, doesn't matter where you are. Like, you can be on the beach, you can be in any continent, you could, like, change your schedule so that you were working, you know, um, at different hours, so you could Mm -hmm. travel between different continents. And so they were just, like, really, really adaptable to travel. Um, And that job, I got it in March, and I worked for for them for a year until March of this year when COVID hit. Mm -hmm. And um, originally they laid off, like, we had, like, 60 agents. They laid off, like half of them and I was not part of that cut um and they told all all of us that we were safe like that they weren't going to let us go uh they thought this would you know not be the longest thing 
uh, LOL, <laughs> because, you know, you know, March 25th around there, March 26th, they were like, okay, we are cutting all of the agents except for six. Oh my God. Wow. Um, who had been there for like, you know, two or three years. Right. And then, you know, uh, less than a week later, they cut those agents and our managers ended up doing, you know, what we were doing. So that was really insane. I was, you know, not, none of us were expecting COVID to happen and the travel industry, especially, um, you know, is yeah. affected by people not traveling. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, uh, I'm still sort of waiting to hear back from them. I, um, was very lucky to get unemployment so that, you know, I was never, I don't know. I never expect help from the government, um, which is kind of sad to say, but I, <laughs> I was shocked to get it. And, uh -huh. um, and yeah, I really would love to work for Pena again, just because it was a job that I didn't resist going to, you know, I really enjoyed the work I was doing and the people I was working with, the culture there was amazing and it allowed me to work from literally anywhere. So at a time. Hey guys, so as you may know, Sierra and I use uh, Anchor to record our podcast. It's really the easiest way to make a podcast. First of all, it's free. They also provide you with creation tools, which allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your cell phone or computer. Anchor will also distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. The best part is that you can also make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Just make sure you download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Absolutely. And I think like, you know, like it's so sad that your job ended and everything, but like a lot of people's have because of COVID, mm -hmm. um, unfortunately. But I think it's also brought you to like this opportunity, for example, of like, would, did you ever think you would buy a van and basically strip it apart and put it like, together the way you wanted to i mean i'd, I'd like to say no <laughs> okay <laughs> well no it's from, awesome then <laughs> no i mean from from early high school like all i wanted was a van that was my dream that's so cool because <laughs> i just couldn't afford it yeah and when i was working for panna so i was only making i mean only is a strong word because some people are making much less um but i was making 15 dollars an hour okay um which is like kind of normal for here in the states like mm -hmm. you know more or less i want to say más o menos that's not english um <laughs> <It's okay. laughs> uh anyways so like but 15 dollars an hour when you're living in mexico goes a long way so right. i was saving 50 percent of my income for the entire year that i was working for them and that is what has allowed me to buy this van um I bought it for, I, I like sharing numbers because people never do. And I always want to be able to relate to how they did that financially. So I will share. I bought the van itself for $6,000 and I'm hoping to fix it all up for around $4,000, um, which is hard, including solar and everything because right. the solar setup itself is like a thousand bucks so that I can keep it all under 10. But we'll see. We'll see how that works out. I mean, at least the labor cost is <laughs> not involved as much. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm doing a lot of the work myself. The only the only thing I'm hiring for is, like, obviously, like, the brakes needed to be yeah. fixed when I got it. 
So I, you know, I wasn't going to do that myself. I brought it to a mechanic and then the solar setup, I have hired someone to do it, but I'm even working with him on it. So I'm learning about it. See, but that's so awesome. Like you've had new learning opportunities and everything to like grow in different ways that probably like you probably didn't even think of like until now. Like I, I I don't know how to hook up like a solar panel. I really don't. (laughs) Me neither. Honestly, we're doing that on Monday and and we'll see how it goes. Um, Yeah. And I've been trying to document the process just because I think a lot of people are curious, like what goes into it, including me. For Um, sure. Yeah. And it's not like a normal thing. You know what I mean? It's not a super common thing to do. I don't think like I have never heard of anyone doing this. So it's awesome to hear like about your experience with it. Yeah, no, I, I definitely think I, I have immersed myself in this world for so long. Like since early high school, I've been watching van tours and like, you know, there's a whole YouTube community around van life. But I do think in the larger scale of things, it's not very popular. So, um, yeah, I'm interested to share it. And a lot of people are super inspired by it. You know, you would think that, like, you know, the older generations would be like, what are you doing? You're going to live in your car. But the minute that they see, like, oh, like, this is a house in a car. Yeah. They're like, wait, I want one. (laughs) Yeah. And even then, I think reverting back to your point of, like, working like being able to work from anywhere like I think that is going to become the new norm with this pandemic really um once like the pandemic obviously goes away but I think a lot of companies and different employers are really questioning what is like working like where where do you need to be to work what what is considered working like how many hours um which hours really like I I think that is all being reevaluated in this Mm -hmm. time right now like I haven't been to the office like working in the office since March early March so yeah like I I think really like this is going to change like the way we work and whether a nine-to-five will still be a nine-to-five I don't know absolutely and even I'm seeing it everywhere it's actually pretty inspiring because you know I grew up in independent education and so the way we went went about school was very different. I didn't have tests or grades or homework. Yeah. Um, and then I I tried to go to public school. I went for two years. Um, but even then, I was, like, leaving early and going to dance classes or, like, leaving early and going. And I did, like, a fashion design program. And oh, wow. I just, <laughs> so like, <awesome>. always <laughs> – I always made it mine, you know? Yeah. <laughs> but, but now, like, my little brothers, they're um, – 12 and almost eight and like they're doing fully remote school which is not the majority in our town but my family is kind of like I'd rather not they not get COVID yeah um (laughs) yeah (laughs) so they're doing fully remote remote school like from our house and it's just really inspiring to see you know these teachers figure out how to teach remotely to you know, third graders, fourth graders, like it's just a totally different experience and we're we're just figuring it out. And, and I think it's, it's forced us to move a little bit quicker in our thinking and our, and how we um, structure things. And ultimately I think it could allow for, you know, people to have more freedom and, um, you know, live a little bit differently than we have been for the past century or so. And I th- like I hope it really 
allows people to kind of do what you're doing in a way as well, like making those connections that we already have in our lives a bit stronger, our relationships, which, you know, I like, I think from my experience and what I've heard from your experience, it really has been. So that's like, it's really nice to hear that. Yeah, absolutely. No, I think I've been bubbled with my immediate family here. So my stepmom, my dad, and my two brothers. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously my mom and my grandparents are like, where are you? I want you to hang out with yeah. us. Um, and so that's been hard because I have to distance myself from some people that I love. But also the relationships in this household, you know, I've really, really been able to work on and connect um, deeper with the people that are closest to me, which is a really unique experience, especially at my age. You know, I'm 20. I think you're around the same age. Yeah, I'm but, 22. So I'm not, I'm a little bit off, but not too far. <laughs> cool. Um, yeah. So uh, at this point in, in my life, like before all this was happening, I was very much in a mindset of like, I need to go do big, exciting things. And now that's not as much of an option but I, it's kind of okay. I'm not yeah. that mad about it anymore. I was at the beginning, obviously. I, I felt super stuck and confused, and I didn't know what to do next. You know what? My backup plan was to, my backup plan, not with COVID, but my backup plan in general, if I ever stopped working for Pana, <laughs> which I knew I would um, at some point, but was to be a flight attendant, which also is not an option right now. So right. Um, I've had to kind of reevaluate what I want and, what to do next and it's been a really nice experience and and just connecting with people along the way has been you know a really nice way to get through it all well as we start to wrap up this podcast episode we like to ask this one kind of bigger question so totally take a moment to think about it if you need but the question is what do you want our listeners to take away from this episode Oh, goodness. No pressure. <laughs> I <Okay>. know. <laughs> it's, it's a little bit, yeah. <laughs> uh, sorry, let me think. No, go ahead. Take I a wanna... moment. Okay. What I want people to take away from this episode is that it is absolutely okay to it sounds so cheesy, but to beat to your own drum and to make your own choices and to try things. If they don't work, you can do something else. Um, and just not feel the need to, um, follow this path that society has kind of set up for us. Um, that's something that I've been learning as well is that like, it's okay to live multiple lifetimes within one lifetime, you know, go and live in different countries and see what it's like, go and try different jobs or live in different living situations. Um, because I think if we allow ourselves to explore without the pressure of like, well, what is this going to turn into or what, how does this line up with my larger life vision? Um, I think that we find things that we never expected to and we connect with places and people and concepts that we never expected to. So don't be afraid to get out there and explore and try new things. Well, I think that's a beautiful message to end off on. I really needed that myself even. <laughs> Just I think with everything going on with COVID, you know, it's it's made a lot of people reevaluate their life and what they're planning, you know, for themselves, what they have in store. 
So thank you for sharing that message. Of course, whatever I can do. No, I think people put a lot of pressure on themselves, myself included. Um, so anything we can do to, to relieve that pressure and try to just enjoy the little moments is really important. Well, thank you, Cecile, for coming on. Did you want to share your socials so people can connect with you once you've redownloaded the Instagram app and everything? <laughs> right. Now I'm such a recluse. I'm like, um, no. They'll so, still yeah, be I, there. Those messages will be there when you're ready. Don't worry. Don't rush it. Exactly. Oh, and there's like, I mean, you can find me. Like, I still have, um, you know, Facebook messages. <laughs> yeah. And- email and all the things I check it obsessively now that I'm not checking Instagram <laughs> um but yeah so my Instagram is at Cecile Bizet C-E-C-I-L-E B-I-Z-E-T uh my YouTube is the same or I think if you if you do like the slash at the end of the youtube.com slash Cecile Bizet Beauty that was my original name back in the day when I was 12 um <laughs> Now I can't change it. Uh, and then, yeah, my Poshmark is the same. My email is the same. Info at CecileBizet.com. So pretty much just search Cecile Bizet and you'll find me. So my podcast is the Wild Child Podcast. The Instagram is the same, at Wild Child Podcast. And it's on all the platforms, probably similar to this one. And that's it. Hi, it's Jamie, Progressive's Employee of the Month, two months in a row. Leave a message at the... Hi, Jamie. It's me, Jamie. I just had a new idea for our song about the Name Your Price tool. So when it's like, tell us what you want to pay, hey, 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 and the trombone goes, blah, 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 and you say, we'll help you find coverage options to fit your budget. Then we just all do finger snaps while a choir goes, savings coming at ya, savings coming at ya. Yes? No? Maybe? Anyway, see your practice tonight. I got new lyrics for the rap break. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Shop amazing specials now while supplies last at Macy's Gifts You'll Love to Give Sale. Like great deals on coats for him and her from Calvin Klein, Ann Klein, and more top designers. Just $100 and under. Save big on handbags and wallets, now 40% off. And create a cozy retreat at home with 70% off warm throws and flannel bedding from Martha Stewart Collection. Now through Thursday at Macy's. Plus, get $10 in Macy's money for every $50 spent. Up to $40 Macy's money. 